Blog Talk Radio. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks, and it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big, wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They've got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your Social Security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. I am the soul that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark so that you can know you're not from your right. I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in the gun, the inner glow that lets you know to call your brother son. The story that just begun, the promise of what's to come. And I'ma remain a soldier till the war is gone. Gone. By taking some time out of our daily lives to sit down and have a little chat. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. We think, just let me think. Expect, even now, orders are being shouted into telephones and men with guns will soon be on their way. Damn it! Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. Words offer the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't there? You designed it, sir. You wanted it foolproof. You taught me every television in London. Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and depression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have senses and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and selecting your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired.
conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic, you turned to the now High Chancellor, Adam Suttler. He promised you order, he promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. Ideas are bulletproof, and you are at the Friday night place to be. It is the Reactionary Speak radio program here on HOV. I am your boy, RZ. Tonight, we're going to talk about a couple different things. And as we do, we will try not to get too far afield I've got the uh, the Bundy trial, uh, the opening statement by Ryan Bundy to read to you, and then possibly a couple little titty bits out of the news of the day. So, after we kick this deal off the way we always do, we shall continue. Stand by. And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and and all all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, fuck you. War. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Here I sit all alone, just wondering why.
if you would avoid me too. So, first things first, though, because I want to give this a time that it's due, I'm going to read to you Ryan Bundy's opening statement at his trial that was put forth on November 15th that I found this week. So, Without further ado, we shall start. And he starts out, thanks to the jurors for being here. I told you a little about myself at Vordire, but I'd like to introduce myself a little bit more and tell you about my heritage and how it affects my case. And he puts up a picture on the screen behind him of his family. This is my ID, not my driver's license. This is who I am, a man with a family, and I'll do whatever I provide for them. I want you to picture in your minds. You're out on the land. I'll take you to our ranch. You can see all the beauty of the land, the fresh air, sunsets and sunrises. The brush, you're on a horse in front of the cattle. Place yourself there. Feel the freedom out of the congestion of the cars. That's how I was raised, playing in the river. We were called river rats, and that is where my life began and I hope ends. My family has been on that land 141 years. My pioneer ancestors settled there in 1877, and there was nothing there. They carved out a living. They brought a horse and wagon and some provisions. This case, the government mentioned, is not about rights, but it is. Those rights do mean something. Rights are created through beneficial use. When my ancestors arrived, undoubtedly the horse would need a drink, so they led him to the water, and that is beneficial use. The horse and perhaps a cow that had been Led behind the wagon need to eat some brush in the hills. That is beneficial use. That established rights. The water rights are real. So real, the state of Nevada has a water rights registry, including livestock watering rights. A law was created to protect those rights. The water rights that my father owns were first registered in 1891 by the state of Nevada. The state of Nevada is important. A sovereign state, its own unit, which entered the Union in 1864. It entered equal to the original states. It is its own entity, and state laws are important. My family and I are charged with some grievous things, and they are not true, and evidence will show they are not. Force, manipulation, extortion, violent, my family is not a violent family, and I'm not a violent man. 
For 20 plus years, we turned to local law enforcement. Rights are real property. The fact is, <clears throat> we create government to protect rights. You have rights you must claim, use, and defend. Only has rights that he is willing to claim, use, and defend. There is a difference between rights and privileges. Rights you own, privilege is afforded, like renting or owning a house. Government asserts there are no rights, only privileges, and unless we pay, we can't be there. The state of Nevada says differently. These are my father's rights. Everything we have comes from the land. That is wealth, not the dollar bill. The things we use all come from the land. Who controls the land controls the wealth. We create government to preserve and serve us. These are some of the beliefs of my family. That we have said we will do whatever it takes to defend is not a threat. It is a statement. Being here right before you today is part of doing whatever it takes. The Founding Fathers pledged whatever it would take, their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor, to defend rights. With the, evident, with the evidence, you will see that that is what we are doing. There was no conspiracy to impede, to harm, but to protect our heritage that our pioneer ancestors established. We were attacked, surrounded by what appeared to be mercenaries, snipers pointed directly at me. You will hear a report from a sniper that he was keeping watch of me in my van with my wife and two of my daughters with me. Our ranch, children are always welcome, is a place to play, play in the river, the pond, chase or hunt rabbits, burn your toes in the hot sand in the summer, always free. Never before did we feel like someone was always watching. In early spring of 2014, we felt like someone was always watching. The dogs were watching the hills. When you're always with a dog, you get to know what they are saying with their bark. You can tell by their bark what they are seeing. Surveillance cameras on one hill, but the dog is looking at another and growling. This is not what America is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a land of liberty. The Founding Fathers fought and bled, so we wouldn't have to, and now we find ourselves in a similar situation. They say this issue is over grazing thieves. It's a terrible, it's terrible, terrible. He must be a freeloader. It's only rhetoric. I'll tell you why. You don't pay rent when you own your home. We own these rights, not the land. I know we don't own the land, but access. You and others have rights on that, law, on that land. We own water and grazing rights. We don't pay rent for something we own. The BLM was formed in 1960. Our rights were established in 1877, long before BLM. The original states own 100% of their land, and all states were to come in on an equal footing. The crux of the issue is, are we a state or not? They say grazing is a privilege they can revoke and charge fees. 
that it's only a matter of money, it's no problem. In fact, Mr. Wibble showed a copy of the check made out to Clark County. If the whole purpose was to show we owe a fee, we'll pay the fee to the proper owner of the land. That was not the only check written to Clark County. We sent several. Also in Clark County, there were 53 ranchers who owned rights. There is only a single one still out on the range. The BLM is not gaining revenue. It's not important to them. See, they were there to manage him out of business. It's not about grazing fees. In the BLM office, there were signs that read, no more moo by 92 and cattle free by 93. If it were only about the grazing fees, the fees would have been under $100,000 over 25 years. It is rumored it may not be seen in evidence, but it is rumored they spent $6 million on the operation. Who spends that in court costs rumored to be over $100 million to collect $100,000? What is this about? The court orders. They say my father had an opportunity in the courts. The court wouldn't consider states' rights. They had forgotten they are servants of the people. We the people are the sovereign. And ultimately, we the people are the government formed to meet needs that are better met by a group than by individuals. We are not slaves. We need to remember that. I think definition of freedom is lost in America when we have to have a license or ask permission to do everything. We are subjects. Back to the charges. They claimed I went to Richfield and the sheriff had to be called because we were causing such a ruckus. Evidence will show otherwise. We boycott to influence change. We boycott to influence to change ways. We protest to cause a change. These are First Amendment rights. We do not get rights from the Bill of Rights. We have rights to begin with. It should be called the prohibition of government. We have freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly. We can petition for a redress of grievances, rights we don't want the government to mess with. A redress is to find an answer, find a solution, one way to protest. The BLM put up First Amendment zones, not much bigger than this courtroom. We called them pig pins. By creating that area, they were denying our right everywhere else. That's what they used to address, arrest my brother. He was outside the pig pens. The First Amendment has been protected over and over again in our history. There's lots of media in the gallery today. They wouldn't be happy to have their right to free speech taken. First Amendment was put in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. They shall make no law restricting these things. As you saw in the video yesterday, my brother was not impeding, not blocking. He was on a state road on its right of way, simply to take pictures with his iPad of them stealing our cattle. They attacked him, threw him to the ground, rubbed his face in the ground. The American public saw this and came not to impede or do harm. They came because they felt the spirit of the Lord, spirit of freedom, and felt we the people were not going to put up with that behavior. It was not pointed out 
there were snipers on the hill. I witnessed through binoculars, and the evidence will show this. Back to Richfield, Utah. Evidence and witness testimony will show that there was not a ruckus there that disrupted or shut down that auction. I called the sheriff. That's the pattern. The local law enforcement and state brand inspectors in Nevada, Arizona, and Utah had contact with the highway patrol, county commissioners, and several counties and state officials. Not all face-to-face, -face, but some through phone calls. Is this what a criminal does? No. We were there protecting life, liberty, property. We saw the video of them, video of them hip-checking my Aunt Margaret, 50-plus years of and just finished with cancer treatment, the mother of 11 children. They call those BLM guys law enforcement, but they are just BLM employees. All authority comes from we the people. We delegate authority to the county sheriff who we elect, and he hires deputies, and then we have a sheriff's department to protect our life, our liberty, our property. Choosing for yourself is freedom, and we have no right to impede or harm others. That is God's law. Man-made law is to follow that. Man is supposed to be free, not controlled, serfs or slaves. Government is to be our servant. Government went in and shut down 600,000 acres. Not one of us ever went into their enclosed area and never impeded them. Even my brother driving into the dump truck wasn't that impediment. The court order did not allow destruction of water infrastructure. What was a dump truck doing out there? Since that beyond the scope, since that was beyond the scope of the supposed court order, we had a right to know. They could have stopped and answered our questions, but no, they sent out attack dogs and tasers and threw Aunt Margaret to the ground. Every incident they are charging us with happened on property that belonged to the state of Nevada. Even if BLM had authority to close public land, they have no authority to close state of Nevada public land. The fence was on the state of Nevada land, except by invitation. You will not see one of us breach that fence or impede the gather. We did not violate the court order. Dave went over the fence by invitation of Dan Love. And then the sheriff took over and asked for our help to take down the fence. Then the cowboys, led by sheriff squad cars, went to release the cattle. The sheriff honored his oath and did his job. He should have done it sooner. I love my family. I love them. I love this land. I love freedom. I am from the state of Nevada. I'm a true Nevadan. I mentioned before that Nevada came became a state on October 31st, and we always got out of school on that day. I always thought we got out because it was my birthday. I'm a true Nevadan, and I believe you are too, and love freedom as much as I do. Freedom's not being lost overseas. It's lost right here at home, in our backyards, our front yards. Until we are willing to do whatever it takes, liberty will be, is being lost. We are not anti-government. Government has its proper place and duties to perform. When government does more or less than its job, it becomes the criminal. When government damages our rights, it becomes the criminal. 
when someone harms or damages another life, liberty, or property. That is the definition of a criminal. Extortion, violence, pointing guns. Everything we are charged with, they were doing, and thousands of people came running. The world knew about this. China, Ireland, New Zealand, and other countries. Why? Because America stood for freedom. It has for years, and the world is interested in seeing how America will deal with freedom. The world wants to know. We'll said, yes, we will stand for freedom. Government, you've gone too far, and we will put a stop to it. The courts have a place. It is said that we, the people, are the fourth branch of government. I say that we are the first. The legislature to make laws, the executive to execute laws, and the judicial to judge. All three branches are to protect your rights, our rights, freedom, liberty. Government does not have the authority in and of itself. Man creates government to fulfill and protect rights. We the people give government the authority through the Constitution. The Tenth Amendment ensures states' rights. Evidence will show my father and my brothers are innocent men. We need you to put that on paper that we are not guilty. You are the 12 to represent us. Peers equals guns. Lots of guns. Scary. Camel. Freedom of speech. Also the right to bear arms. Second Amendment. A militia was necessary. What is a militia? It is defined in the law. U.S. Code defines militia. All able-bodied men, 17 to 45 years of age. How many of you are a member of the militia? State of Nevada extended that and includes men up to the age of 64. How many of you are now a member of the Nevada militia? There isn't the organized militia, the National Guard, and the unorganized militia, everybody else. Why did the Founding Fathers include the Second Amendment? Was it for duck hunting? No. No. Militia is mentioned six times in the Constitution. Such a small document and few things are mentioned more than the militia. The central government of this union and yet media or whatever wants to put a bad face on militia. Why did militia come to Bundy Ranch? To peacefully assemble, redress of grievances, no one was harmed except Davy, Ammon, and Margaret. You will not see in evidence that we ever harmed anyone. They attack and we turn the other cheek. We were peaceful, insistent, yes, and yes, demanding. These men, these people did not come to seek an opportunity to point guns at the government. Hundreds, even thousands of people we didn't know. That's exemplary. I had a sniper pointing at me, 200 armed men surrounding my home. My my family, Ryan Payne, has been portrayed as a bad man. Evidence will show otherwise. He saved my life. He saved my life. Others came. I didn't even meet most of them until I was in jail with them. may have seen them in passing, but I didn't know them until jail. I honor and thank them now. I thank all who came. We only have rights when we are willing to fight for. You'll see in evidence that I was nearly always with a sheriff or a deputy, always in communication with them. 
I was side by side with Lombardo. Thank you for coming, for being here. I will still do whatever it takes. This is not a threat. It is determination. I love my freedom. Listen to the still small voice to discern between truth and error. The indictment and grand jury testimony is full of lies. Truth has been blocked in previous trials. Listen closely, and we will try to help you get the truth. The truth will set me free, and I'm counting on you to help me see that. I invite you to our ranch. I recognize your right to use the land. We want you to come and enjoy it. I thank you for this time. Please find me not guilty in these other men not guilty. Stand up for freedom. Thank you. And that was his opening statement. Now, I think it's important to put it down, to put it in a form that can be brought back to and listened to again for the fact, as I'm seeing it now, is that what he says is true. It's as true now as it was then. And the thing that we're dealing with now, even here, and BTR against people and their speech, just as the exercise, because I have a tendency to look every now and again. I went through popular shows and went through Politics Conservative and there were no HOV shows. Aside of being one of the most mundane things there are and our listens haven't changed from the day when we were constantly first page week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. And yet, pages. And a test show that I did almost a year ago for a half hour was allegedly more popular and had more listens than anything we've done in the last six months. These are the people that suppress others. Now, I'm sure there's probably a reasonable explanation for it because, you know, it's probably something to do with their algorithm or the fact that we don't take any money from BTR. You see, every every time you you log into the studio or to the to where you put your shows together, there's always a little flag that says, "Well, you need to sign up for their for their whatever." And when we consolidated HOV with the other networks. 
I took that, I ticked that box down and said, no, we're not going to do this. And we're not going to be beholden to VTR puts ads on our broadcast, but we receive nothing from it. Nothing. And I wouldn't have it because when I play a tune, tune I own. When I give you my opinion, it's my opinion. That's why ultimately we will leave the confines of our little chat rooms and we will move somewhere else. But before we get to that, I want to bring the crew in and let them have a whack at Ryan Bundy's opening statement. And we will start tonight with Mr. Indie fanatic, the Gooch. <laughs> what up, Gooch? Well, you got my ears perked up tonight. Um, I got a couple of questions because I don't want to throw things out there if I'm completely off base and, and wrong from the get-go. What specifically did the federal government charge the Bundys with? Well, that's been going on for years. They're charging them, essentially, and... What we've come to know over the years is that the land that the Bundys hold those grazing rights and water rights to is, it's, it's in the government's land, right? eyes, not theirs to do it. So they okay. are charged so with like smoking put in the chat room is grazing on public land and trespassing. But it's been standard practice for people to use that land to do just what the Bundys were doing for a long time, right? There were 53 other families that were ranching in that area. Okay. Last question before I rant for just a minute. Can you find Bureau of Land Management as an enumerated power in Article 1, Section 8 of the United States Constitution? Why no? But the BMN didn't well, didn't exist until 1960, as was brought forth. And you need to get up on your mic a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm on a headset. Let me know if this is not good enough. Um, the best part of the way the Bundys addressed the court was in the opening, when he said, "I'm going to introduce you to who I am. This is a picture of my family. I'm not a number." I'm not a government statistic. I'm by no means my social security number. I'm a person with rights from God who we recognize here on earth and who the founders documented in the United States Constitution. That was the best part of the speech to me because we are surrounded by so much garbage that is illegal, that is foisted upon us by this federal government. But the first thing I always do is discern, well, is the federal government supposed to be out there pointing guns at citizens in a state over, over a matter like this? It's not like the Bundys were bringing their cattle onto an army base and trying to drink the water and feed off the grass that was around and in the confines of the army base. Um, in a different world, even that wouldn't be so bad, but we're in the world we're in. Um, I, I'm proud of him. I absolutely am. Um, 
the what told me the most about where the federal government was going were those posters in the office where it said no move by 92 and cattle free in 93. Again, this is an illegal uh, operation of the federal government. The BLM is illegal. Now, if the state of Nevada had a beef with the Bundys, that's a different story. Because I, you know, I don't see that business being addressed in the Constitution. This is this is this is where the communists live now. They live in the federal government. They vote one way, monolithically, lockstep, and they vote for the expansion of federal power at the expense of, uh, you know, traditional state power and, and rights of an individual. Um, it drives me crazy when somebody says, well, we've got to get Washington, D.C. to work for the American people and finally make the federal government work for America. You go in there with an axe and you cut it apart and you get rid of the parts that you can't find in the Constitution. That's how you make the federal government work for America. We have Romans versus the Bundy. We have sick, disgusting, status fetish versus natural God-given governance. We have an alien versus what has always been here from the beginning of time, the, the rights of man. Not, not the French Constitution version. I'm talking about just what you said, freedom of speech, freedom to defend oneself. We only recently enumerated such things in, you know, in 1789, but they've always been there. Now, if the federal government doesn't have a constitutional role to play in this scenario, then they're the terrorists. And the well-meaning, maybe, personnel, men and women of the BLM, the ATF, and whoever else they went out there to threaten people who are trying to make a living, <laughs> they've, got to, they've got to wise up to some of this if they're willing to risk their paycheck. This is, this is uh, there's no there's no nobility on the federal side of this for as much as I know about it. And thank God some of those Americans went out there and stood alongside the Bundys, even the ones of the even state personnel, against again these aliens to our way of life. This is communism. This is the way leftists see land. They see land as it should be left alone and it's communal. And when it's communal, when you say it's everybody's right to be on that land, what you're really saying is nobody goes on there because you're trespassing against the common good. We know leftists despise private property. Property tax is uh oh. Looks like we lost the gooch. All right. Well, in the event that we get him back, we will move on with that. Let us bring in No Way. Uh, good evening. Uh, yeah, re reading through this, th this is almost like what a founding father would stand up and make his point for state sovereignty. What, what I've seen happening over the years is people have forgotten that the federal government has no right in any individual state. 
the problem is, is so many people have forgotten the scope of the federal government. They have bowed right down. The, one of the biggest problems in Nevada is because of their corrupt leadership within Nevada, 80% of Nevada is owned by the federal government now. They have given it right to them. They have handed it to them. And that in itself is illegal. If we turn and we look at a government agency in BLM that is there to land management, but yet their their whole goal is put right forth in signs. No move by ninety two, cattle gone by ninety three, you know. It's the federal government has pushed itself in. The biggest problem is that the majority of the American people they don't understand the difference between state government and federal government. Over half the American people today have willfully bowed down and given all of their rights and their sovereignty over to the government. They don't realize they have now become servants to a tyrannical government. Where people don't understand the exact law what the government did here was drove private business out of business. You will see, if you look through the papers, you will find people like Harry Reid has his hands all over it. Why? Because him, along with private land, other private landowners, they want exclusive rights to rape the land of its resources for their own profit. When, when you enter into an agreement with the state government for grazing rights, water rights, whatever, you have that right to do with your cattle as the agreement was. Well, over the years, we understand that once time starts going on, People are very complacent these days. You can, you can change their mind at the drop of a hat. They can be all upset about an illegal alien getting let go for murder and then turn right around, argue some other point about a tax bill. Because the people are that easily, I don't know, brainwashed into doing whatever the media and the government and, well, society through a fake social media gets them to do. If It doesn't matter how many people you have following you or, or liking. Words are cheap. What pissed the government off so bad here with Bundy Ranch is just what he explained. He had no idea who these people were. These were patriotic Americans that saw an atrocity going on, saw a 50-plus-year-old lady being thrown to the ground and bullied by government officials. We see an innocent man having snipers aiming at him. They stood up. The problem is it ended. So many Americans sat back and thought they were supporting Bundy Ranch by tweeting and posting on their Facebook without getting off their lazy ass and doing something about it. 
And now here we are. Not many people are following this. The government has no right to move in and take out an agreement that's over 100 years old. What are we supposed to eat once they destroy all the cattle farmers? This is the whole thing. What people do not understand, when you allow the government to say, well, it's okay for them to do this, but it's not okay for them to do that, well, then you're a fool. It's not okay for the government to do anything when it comes to the private citizen. The United States federal government has no right to stick their nose into anything. The problem is, is we have allowed our state governments to be held hostage to, yes, use socialist welfare programs to bankrupt the state. Then they get held hostage by the federal government of, well, you're either going to implement this socialist program or we don't give you your money for your roads. See, this whole coercion that's going on, this is exactly what went on here. We finally came to a rancher that said no more. We have been on this land for 141 years. And now you want to come forth, destroy my business, make my family basically starve to death, and take away tons and tons of food for the American people. So what? You can import food from Mexico where they take a crap on it and then package it up and send it to us? See, the whole thing is, is that people need to do exactly what happened right here. Because these people have that right. They've had that right. It, it's, it's public land. Those cows are not doing anything except going out, eating the grass, drinking some water, and that's it. Then they get slaughtered for, you know, for food for us. If people cannot understand the overreach of not only the federal government, but the state of Nevada, then what are we fighting for? Why, why do we constantly fight this battle? Because I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if we don't stand up sooner or later and take some action like they did in Bundy Ranch, stuff like this is going to continue to happen. And as soon as stuff, something like this comes up, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to create another crisis somewhere else. And the first thing you're going to do is take to your stupid social media and take to your stupid Facebook and everything else, and you're going to fall right into their trap. You're going to think that your words mean something. And as Holger saw today, Susan Collins here in Maine, she doesn't care what's going on. You've got hundreds of thousands of fake people, fake accounts, doing atrocities on her, on her phone. And Why does that matter? It matters because that is the problem. We think, that, we think that people really care, but they don't. You could get 100,000 retweets on some stupid tweet, but that means nothing. Because they retweet yours and they're on to the next and the next. And in the meantime, the government still has illegal, unconstitutional agencies like BLM, 
the Bureau of Land Management. We don't need the federal government doing that. But why is the federal government doing that? Because the people in Nevada allowed the state officials to turn the sovereign state over to the federal government. Because, of course, there's minerals, there's gold, there's silver, there's all kinds of stuff. So the federal government seizes control. So why do we have a constitution if we can't follow the constitution? This is the problem we're having in America today. Here's a family being destroyed for doing nothing more than protecting their sovereign right of what they built, not the government. The government didn't build their ranch. They did. His ancestors did not go to meetings and sign agreements and land use agreements with the state for the federal government just to take it later. No, they, they created it for generations. We need to realize this is not a communist country. We need to stop bowing down to the welfare-dependent class and allowing the welfare-dependent de class to dictate what the government does to hard-working, producing American citizens. We, we're not subjects. If we have freedoms and we do not fight to protect those freedoms, then we do not deserve the freedoms. It's that simple. If you're going to spend your day crying because Twitter's censoring you, who cares? It's just like RZ was just talking about with, with BTR. They don't want our message out there. They want the people duped into this pissing contest that only gives the government power. We see this man standing here, and he used the right means. He used the local law enforcement. But when the federal government comes in, the federal government does not listen to local. They come in like a bunch of bulldozers, and we're just going to mow right down anybody that does not listen to us. And when you don't listen to us, and remember, we've talked about this many times on this very show, of how the government now has the right to arrest you and then fabricate the charges. Fabricate the means for the charge, the reason for the charge, and then totally lie and make it all up and stand in front of a judge. So you are guilty until you prove your innocence. Well, unless you get in bed with government, and then you are innocent until, well, they prove you guilty, which they never will. Because you're part of the game. We need to get away from this of, well, it ain't happening to me, because it will. In time, what's happening to your neighbor will happen to you. So what you see going on right here, this needs to be in the limelight. But the reason you will not see this on your evening news, you will not see this being talked about day in, day out on the propaganda media, is because this is proving how far corrupt all government officials are. Not just the feds, but the state. You can look in each individual state and you can find the same corruption. You can stem it right back to coercion from the federal government 
to the state government, do as we say or else. We take this from you, we do that to you, and for the American people to allow this to continue to happen to people, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. We cannot allow the government to come forth and start turning back the clock on everything we have fought so hard to preserve. You know, sure, we can, we can claim, well, they have no right to do it. But if we're not willing to stand up and fight for it the way the Bundys did, then we don't have any right to that, to it. It's that simple. That's how it works. If you're going to sit back and think you're going on some Twitter storm or some Facebook storm, and that's and that's in support of it, then you're a coward. It's that simple. I fought in this town, but they sat back and said, you go for it, you go for it, you go for it, and of course I can't win. I was left to stand up alone and when nobody else stood up with me that's when I gave up but good well uh, how come you're not fighting for it because you left me to stand alone when you leave an American to stand alone he's going to fail there's no way he can stand but you start standing up with large amounts like you saw right here they came at these people they would have killed Ryan Bundy they would have shot him because they would have saw him as the problem. But when hundreds and thousands of other people showed up heavily armed saying, you fire, we fire, they backed right off. And then, of course, they come forth, and then now nobody will stand up against the law. The people should have been standing there with their guns telling these federal law enforcement and everything else, you're not arresting these people. You're not. You have bogus charges, and we will take – we should have started the next revolution, American Revolution, should have started right then with Bundy Ranch. But instead, the federal government won because everybody went to – well, they turned on their news media, and they went to the next greatest thing that we had to be pissed off about because that's what the government said, and that's what the media said. It doesn't matter that you don't trust the government and you know that the media is lying to you. Then why are you listening to them? Why are you wasting your time? Why are you wasting your time with mindless little puppets that are only there to agitate you? It's not changing anything. We need to start standing up by whatever means necessary. And we don't have much time left. When a lawyer for an illegal alien can stand up and threaten, openly threaten, the president and the vice president of the United States about bringing charges against an illegal alien, people don't realize they're illegal. They came here illegally. So when they take this kind of stuff and they start putting it with bun, they're, they're trying to paint the Bundy Ranch incident as a bunch of domestic terrorists. And they're not domestic terrorists. I don't think a 50-plus-year-old lady that just got over cancer treatment is much of a threat to anybody. But where are the little punks 
being brought up on assault charges for throwing her to the ground. Since when does a pig pen count as a free speech zone? Free speech is from coast to coast, north to south. It doesn't matter. The United States of America is a full-fledged free speech zone. If you don't like it, leave. You got a problem with that? Come get in my face. And then, well, we're going to have a problem. More and more people got to be willing to stand up and stop this bullshit of turning your back on the people being wrongly persecuted by these government officials. This is why America's losing. We are no longer America, the land of the brave. We are America, the land of the cowards. And that's as simple as it is. People have lost their initiative to stand up against a tyrannical government. So that's what I have on this for now. RZ, back to you. All right. Thank you, Noe. And on to our buddy, John. Hey, everybody. I think um, Noe and Gucci is hitting the nail on the head. Part of it is, is, you know, our people perish for a lack of knowledge. Some people are brave and want to stand up, and then they get the hell beat out of them because they didn't know what they were doing. So we got the proof in what we were just hearing on the earlier part of this show that if you stand up as a large group to show a certain amount of backbone and you have some reasonable amount of knowledge and wisdom to convey, you can get the BLM to back down. But we also seen, too, if you look at the rest of some of the other parts of the story, that if you are in a small group like the uh, Void Finnicum and his family and his suburban trying to get to their sheriff's, you know, the local county sheriff or whatnot in the next town over, and you get railroaded by the FBI, they shoot you down. So we have to be as cunning intellectually from a knowledge base as well as from the standpoint of just brute force, in my opinion. Now, everybody take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm telling you what I understand to be what I understand to today. But I'm sure there's plenty of other people out there that can get on this call and enlighten me to some more perspectives and other angles that will make me even more knowledgeable. And we need you to participate. So get on your, you know, get you know, get on this call or get involved here and and let us know, and help us all work together because the people who are working in our government, remember, government is just a legal construct. The people who work in government are using it either as a weapon to beat the rest of their fellow Americans over the head and wherever else they're going to beat them, or they're actually allowing all of their fellow Americans to participate in their government in order in governing in this legal construct we call government in order for us all to protect our own unique individual pursuits of happiness. And any group of people regardless, gets into office, and then they let that power go to their head, and they automatically start trying to use the government as a weapon 
then they're actually denying themselves the right to the protections of government or our governing. Now, we know, too, from history that, you know, in Great Britain, King George had his little oligarchy of foot soldiers and and him and his little group that wanted to play dictators. That was a minority, a very small, very few low percentage of the population controlling the whole population. King, a monarchy, whatever you want to call it, it's a small oligarchy of dictators, whether it be aristocrats or plutocrats or whatever. That was one form of government, and then the people that came to America, I call our you know, founding freedom fighters, decided we weren't going to be ruled by a you know, small group of people and dictate to us and whatnot. So they tried to get away from it, come to America, set up the 13 colonies, and they decided, well, hey, we don't want a pure democracy because a pure democracy is mob rule. You know, majority gets to run roughshod over the minority. And then we just came from a, in a country that they had the minority, a small group of people running roughshod over the masses. Well, we don't want that either. So we're going to accept a constitutional re- representative republic where everybody is going to have more equitable representation, equity. I didn't say equal. I said equity. Because you don't all get the same number of peanuts just because the other guy got the same number of peanuts. Some people are actually, you know, allergic to peanuts. So they don't care about getting peanuts. And then values about, you know, whether you got the same amount of value as somebody else did in this governing. Well, that could be all in the eyes of the beholder as well, too, because one man's trash is another man's treasure. You might like being... um, Peanuts, and you'd be happy to have equal share of peanuts. Well, the guy that's allergic doesn't want equal share of peanuts, so it doesn't have the same value. But the governing of the individual's right to decide burdens and encumbrances is yours alone. It's like your baby. Think about it. Those that have children, them are your kids. And our self governing society is supposed to be free people self governing. We all have babies in this called our intellectual property self-governing of us, of each one of us individually. And we hire babysitters called congressmen and senators and presidents and bureaucracy heads and their staffs and their aides in order to babysit our intellectual babies, our intellectual property. And you don't treat my baby bad because when you treat my baby bad, you're abusing me. And then all hellfire comes out, my friend. You don't do that to my boys and my girls. And that's exactly what these corrupt, crooked people, we call them government. But they're not the government. They're your fellow Americans that's using the government in nefarious, malicious, mischief ways in order to get away with psychologically scamming you and the rest of us out of our rights to, you know, self-govern. Now, I try to make that, I mean, there's a whole lot that goes into this, and and I'm sure, you know, you guys got better things to um, point at in what you're wanting to do. RZ especially probably has this topic on the podium for a reason, and I'm not sure I'm going in the direction he wants to go with this. But the point of it is, is how do we organize and intellectually know how to get in the fight correctly, and have the resources and the backbone and the brawn 
to stand up to it. Because, you know, King George fought against George Washington and all of our freedom fighters, and they didn't have as many resources and all the, you know, greater weapons and, and more people to help them and stuff, but they outsmarted them with the resources and the weapons and that they did have, and that's why they ended up winning. But at the same time, we are where we're at today. And it's going to take us brainstorming really sensitively and carefully and considerately respecting each other and dignifying each other in order to create a plan that we can work together in unity and overcome these interloping insurrectionists. Because just like No Way and Gooch, everybody said, these people have infiltrated our government. Now we've got fascists in our government, we've got socialists in our government, and communists in our government, interloping insurrectionists ruling and you know, no matter how much Donald Trump is on, would be on our side now, I'm not saying he is on our side because I have my doubts about certain things, but I know this much. Giving him the benefit of the doubt, he's the first, he just started in his presidency, then he needs an opportunity to prove himself. And so far, all I've seen is the down-ballot candidates of Republicans and all the Democrats fighting against Donald Trump the whole way. And Bannon left the Trump organization in order to get outside, in order to help replace the down-ballot candidates so that they could get people in there that would actually represent Trump. Now, if you look at C-SPAN today, the FISA um, 702 sections authorizations expires at the end of this month. So to me, there's a battle right there that we need to get on the horn and figure out how to get people involved to try to make sure that this 702 thing doesn't continue to expand because they're trying to expand collections of data, and they're also trying to expand authorities in order for them to use those authorities, you know, over we the people. And the FBI has already been using it here in the local areas of all of our cities and towns and providences in order to you know, manipulate and control the population to their will. They use all of our money, taking it every tax dollar, every time we get paid all of our tax money, and then they put their will into law, leave ours out, deprive us of our, you know, pursuit of happiness, treat us like legislative slaves, represent us like a pimp represents a prostitute, and then they, they force their will on us using the government as a weapon. And then, but anyway... I, I'm going to have to leave it, give it back to um, RZ. I'm getting off on a tangent here. But thank you, and back to you, RZ. All right. Thank you, John. And I think the Gooch has his formula worked out here, so let's see if we can get yeah. him finished up. Please tell me that this thing is working better, RZ. It is. Can you... Okay. I am I am so sorry to the group. Um yeah, what? No way put it better than me. Um, when he talked about America, a half of Americans in this country are not actually—I would—they're not Americans to me. They're not working for the betterment of a constitutional republic. They're working for the expansion of the state and harassing the federal government illegally going in and harassing state officials with a state issue and private landowners is just a symptom of that. It's a symptom of the fact that people get a check every month for food or rent or both or you name it or medicine, social security, retirement. No way spoke about action. 
we do have a lot of apathy in this in this country. We have a deficit of constitutional fervor. It's because we've been bought off. It's not so much the federal government going into these states and saying, look, we're going to put our foot on your neck. Why don't you just go on to comply? There are better ways to do that. It's like when the king bought off all those barons and dukes in that movie Braveheart. All the federal government has to do is say to these states, we're going to pull funding for this. We're going to pull funding for this. You're going to be on your own, and they scare the hell out of the people living in the state. But whatever the federal government is doling out our own money to each other over is even constitutional. But they're buying people off. You know, it, it, no way no said, it, and just like the introduction said, if you need to look at the problem, you need only look in the mirror. And and he, he put it much better than I did. I'm, I'm glad my mic's working here. I'm, back to you, RZ. I'm going to. I'm going to stay around, so go for it. All right. Thank you, Gooch. And in the chat room is an article from Oath Keepers, which I found somewhat fascinating in regards to this. And it goes as such. The defendants in the Bunkerville standoff trial are to be released from prison. Ammon Bundy is to be released Thursday morning, November 30th. Ryan Payne will be released with the coordination of Judge Anna Brown in Oregon as soon as he provides bond. Cliven Bundy has been offered release but refused it. Cliven will wait until the remaining defendants, including two more of his sons, are also offered release. The defendants have been incarcerated for nearly two years, and though the judge just recently ruled against their pre-trial release, she has changed her mind. What happened? It was a sealed hearing this morning. The court discussed the false narrative that the prosecution has been perpetrating. I'm sure they did not call it that, but nonetheless, it is what it is. The government has been trying to get everyone to believe that to believe many false statements, beginning with Clavin owing more than a million dollars in grazing fees. As we showed, they never sent a bill for grazing fees to the Bundy Ranch. However, tr- the fees for trespassing cattle was less than $9,000. They added their own administrative fees which brought the total to less than $300,000, far less than the $1.1 million they had been repeating through their controlled and biased media. Another falsehood by the government is the cameras placed strategically to surveil the Bundy Ranch during the days that led up to the standoff. Cushion continued to deny their existence, down to mocking, Ryan Bundy months ago when he filed a motion for the release of that information. Prosecutors called it a fishing expedition at the time and then had to eat their words when their own witnesses testified to the existence of these cameras. Attempting to save face, a USA Meyer and the company made every excuse they could as to those cameras, claiming there was only a single camera. It was shown to be at least three and possibly four cameras recording the Bundy family. The prosecutors then tried to say that through these live feeds, 
though these live feeds were streamed directly to the office of disgraced BLM special agent Daniel Love, no one was watching the extra-large big-screen TV. They also attempted to say that there was no recording of the surveillance, no one taking notes of the footage, and no one else could watch the video, all which proved to be false. Even Judge Navarro, who has continuously tried to help the prosecution, could not swallow that story. There is also the tale of the government snipers. Through the information on, though the information on the snipers was revealed in previous trials, the prosecution continued to call them false and tried to say it was a lie by the defense. However, the release of more photographic evidence revealed the lies to have come from the government. The super-secret sealed hearing today, one of multiple such sealed hearings in this case, revealed more discovery that the prosecution has refused to turn over to the defense. This has been previously discussed how the government attempted to hide required discovery evidence by burying it deep in massive amounts of unrelated documents, including two full novels and unrelated medical records. It has been said that the amount of discovery is so massive that it must be accessed through a special website. At an estimated four terabytes large, it cannot fit on any one or even two computers. However, even with these attempts, the prosecution continues to be caught hiding more exculpatory evidence. Reliable sources have told me the main reason that Judge Navarro agreed to the release of the defendants is because of the threat assessment report. The government has relied upon this report to justify keeping the defendants incarcerated. They've claimed all along that the Bundys were violent, yet no one has produced evidence of these claims. The FBI did a threat assessment on the Bundys in the beginning that stated they were not a threat. The government made every attempt to hide this report, yet it was finally revealed in court. Additionally, the claim of the family being violent is what was used as justification for their overabundance of government agents during the impoundment operation known as Gold Butte. As we shared previously from Deb Jordan, the undercover BLM agent Robin Kirkham, a.k.a. Alex Branson, was making every attempt to get the Bundy family to react violently to the false narrative she was implying. During the first trial in Las Vegas against Bundy Ranch, protesters caught up in a surprising show of force by federal law enforcement, the FBI admitted on the stand that 1,000 FBI and other federal officers were assigned to surveil the Bundy family and their closest followers on social media. One of these agents was Robin Kirkham, a Bureau of Land Management agent who, under the direction of former BLM Daniel P. Love, began her surveillance sometime in, the, in January of 2014. BLM agent Robin Kirkham is also known as Alex Branson on Facebook. BLM agent Robin Kirkham contacted Bailey Bundy Logue in March of 2014 on Facebook. Bailey, who is the daughter of Cliven Bundy, says that in those messages, Adis, agent Kirk, Kirkham 
tells her that she was involved in a, in a group of like-minded people in Cedar City, Utah, and would like to help the Bundy family with protests they may be planning against the Bureau of Land Management's upcoming cattle impoundment. She then asked if there were any plans coming up to protest. The messages take on a more urgent feel after her Kirkham tells Bailey Bundy that she's good friends with someone inside the Las Vegas Metro Police Department who is sympathetic to the Bundy cause. Teenly alerts Clive and Stoddard that her intel inside Metro PD is telling her lots of cops are coming down there and that the BLM is starting to get very busy. At one point, she tells her that her inside person is now advising that the BLM had an NRAP delivered to the compound. So the bottom line is, the BLM and FBI knew the, van, knew the family was nonviolent, yet they lied about it from the beginning. The government used these lies to bring hundreds of agents to their ranch, commit atrocities against them, and then incarcerate them for nearly two years. Will the government be held accountable? Well, I think we know the answer to that question is more or less no. And like John had brought up, that Lavoie Finicum got smoked in Oregon, along with the other Bundy kids who were up there doing what they were doing. And this whole thing has gone on for a really long time. And it's not just this. And it's not, as John had brought up, the, the reauthoration of the FISA Court Act. It's everything that goes on, and as other members of the panel have put forth, it is not going to be what we say or how much we expose these things in our little corner of the universe, it ultimately is going to end up what we do. And that's going to be a different thing for all of us. thing that I would impress upon you. And when you start to, when you start to look at things, when the news is going on now let's let's bring up for just a moment the cause du jour the uh the guilty plea of Michael Flynn today and what he was guilty of in all reality is no more than a misdemeanor in about anything else he lied to the FBI and you know it is legion of the amount of lying that has gone on to the FBI over the last number of years and the amount of lying. And, e and even though it is not illegal for the FBI to lie to you, the law for you to lie to them. So, 
on his conviction. We have Trump's attorney, Ty Cobb, puts forth the reality of what Flynn actually had done. And this is a statement he made. Today, Michael Flynn, a former national security advisor at the White House for 25 days during the Trump administration and a former Obama administration official, entered a guilty plea to a single count of making a false statement to the FBI. The false statements involved mirror the false statements to White House officials which resulted in his resignation in February of this year. Nothing about the guilty plea or the charge implicates anyone other than Mr. Flynn. The conclusion of this phase of the special counsel's work demonstrates again that the special counsel is moving with all deliberate speed and clears the way for a prompt and reasonable conclusion. So, now if you watch the tweets, like I watch the tweets and you look at Drudge or you look at any number of other news sources, I have seen it from Pooh Nothing Burger to the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and now we finally have what we need for impeachment. Well, Whatever. You know exactly how I feel about the federal government. And you also know exactly how much influence they have over me in my daily life. So, I, you know, in in all reality, this is another nothing burger, but it also brings us to the point where we really have to start to think about everything that goes on to us and at us on a daily basis. And how much of this, I mean, if you're in the know, if you do minimal amounts of research, if you do anything that involves more than sitting down and pulling your brain out of your head and watching mainstream media news, and Fox News is included in this as well. You knew the Flynn deal it was going to be a nothing burger. And when it comes down, when you've got, you know, oh, he's got like a... 1,100 indictments, Mueller, who, as head of the FBI, was aware of everything that happened during uh, that time, and oddly enough, goes back to the Uranium One scandal and did nothing about it, you can indict a ham sandwich. This is a fishing expedition, and the one thing that very few people bring up is that this is being allowed 
to play out. Consider that for a minute. This is allowed to this is allowed to play out in the public arena because Mueller could be shut down in a heartbeat and everybody else that Mueller is attached to or is trying to attack or anything else could be pardoned with a stroke of a pen. So what really is this big nothing burger all about? And what is being, what are the machinations? What is the other hand doing while this is going on? So for further speculation, let's go to no way. Well, with this here, it's like you've always said, RZ. It's it's theater. It's we we need to throw diversions out there to the people so that what's going on behind the scenes is not being talked about. The biggest thing I see going on with the Bundy Ranch, the whole thing, uh, especially the article you just read, the government sees that the people have had enough. So they need to keep throwing theater out there to divert what they're talking about so that they're not looking at what the government's doing or what the government did. They want somebody for you to be mad at. What Mueller's doing, you're right. Trump could stand up and he could just go ahead, do whatever you want to do. I am going to pardon everybody and I don't care what people say. But in the meantime, it's too much theater. We, we see it with Obamacare. It disappeared. It's not there. Nobody's talking about it. Now they're trying to put it in the tax bill, but all they're talking about is different parts of the tax bill not that Obamacare, the individual mandate, is going to be part of it. There's so much deception going on that people that are not in the know, like a lot of us here, we can read between the lines and we can see what's going on. But when it comes to the majority of the American people, they don't know. They they do not know history. They do not know what the Constitution truly was, they do not understand the power the government has and does not have. When you see this article here, you know, the FBI being exposed and BLM being exposed, you can see how this goes on every single day, ladies and gentlemen, every day. The court systems all the way down to little tiny misdemeanors. It's whatever the government wants. If some attorney general for some county in your state, they need to want to make a name for themselves, they fabricate lies. They fabricate charges. They fabricate what you've done. And here again, remember when we talked about that, what they called the bill. It was not just a bill to add wording to go after Bitcoin and other forms of digital currency, if you look down through the writings of it, it's also adding in to all the other corruption they have within just whoever we want guilty of a crime, we will fabricate the crime. 
because there was one stipulation in there. The federal government wanted the right to use evidence in a court case against you that is nobody else can use. We're going to charge you with a crime. Then we're going to go back through all these illegal surveillance tapes and everything else that we've got on you, and we are going to create our case against you. And that's what we just saw uh, RZ reading when they're trying to claim they're violent, but yet they couldn't find any evidence of them being violent. They even had a troll trolling his daughter trying to get her to say something that could prove their case of them being violent while they're they're planning this this attack on government officials the whole thing is all fabricated it's all a lie this is another way of taking the the ill-informed american people who have way too much trust in their government to do the right thing they they don't understand because like as gooch said they're well bought and paid for. That's what it is. They are bought and paid for. They're worried about some of their freebies going away if I don't agree with them. Well, this is what you're seeing here. All this is being hush-hush, and now it's coming out again that it's hush-hush. We need to now save face in government because too many American people are waking up to the corruption and the illegal dealings within our federal government. So the more this comes out, the more that they're going to hide it. The more it's going to be meetings behind closed doors. There's going to be more court cases being heard behind closed doors in the judge's chambers. The only reason a judge changes their mind and where they're going with a case is when they are told bluntly by the persecution we're going to be persecuted. When you bring, I've always said it, you know, people may say that, well, our military or our law enforcement or this or that, if you're part of a government agency, state, local, federal, whatever, and you are willing to go against the Constitution to persecute an American citizen, then you are just as guilty as the government and the people that put that law in effect that you're willing to follow knowing that it's wrong. So you are a problem. You don't deserve the respect. You don't even deserve to be called an American because you're no longer an American. You are willing to use corruption and illegal means to destroy the American people. That's the problem I have with a lot of these today. We see it today. A lot of the old law enforcement, they're retiring, but they're not speaking out against the atrocities within their department. Why? Because they could lose their pension. They could lose their free health care for the rest of their life. They could lose all this stuff for speaking up against the corruption that they truly know is there. So they get all these young kids that are just trigger happy. And they're nothing more than a a Nazi Gestapo. That's all they are. And they're proud of that. They are truly proud of that oppression. What's going on here in America today has to stop. Because how many people, good people, 
What if all of these Bundy family members are not released? What if they start? What if they were starting to persecute them and and lock them away for the rest of their lives just to silence them and destroy the last resistance in a certain area? What kind of Americans would we be if we allowed that to happen? And that's about what I have on this, RZ. So uh, back to you, brother. All right. And based on this, let's see what our friend John has to say. Well, what do you have to say, RZ? There is a bigger picture. And we are all in the midst of figuring out what our little... uh, what our little corners of the picture are, you know, it's it's a big, it's a big puzzle right now, and we're all getting our little pieces of the puzzle put together, and the thing that's been absolutely epic over the last few weeks is seeing a lot of the stuff. I mean. We've been talking about this, especially uh, especially the Bundy Ranch stuff. I mean, we we spoodles the time on that, and we did on we did on the Ergen stuff as well. And that is it's the nature of the government to let it fall off the map, so to speak. And then when it comes back into our awareness, we just look at it and go, well, man, we were all over that. You know, that's, I guess that's the thing that's good about what we do here. And our little group of merry patriots and internet sleuths and all that is, you know, as it's happening, we put out what we think is really going on, and more often than not, we're right. And that's, I'm always I think, right the, until the really cool wrong. thing. Go ahead. I said, I'm always right until somebody proves me wrong. <laughs> right. You know, and I think, they I haven't think been able just, to do it though. That's the thing. Well, I just recognize that this is my humble opinion that I'm always learning and everything I learn tells me I'm the smartest one about it right now until I see somebody else that's smarter than me that I just can't get the information out of them for some reason. And so I recognize that even though I think I know what I'm talking about, there's areas about that's offshoots of what we're talking about that I don't know enough about. So therefore I have to leave that to somebody else, but I still need that information in order to make an informed decision. So many of us, now I can't speak for, you know, very many of us, but the small people that I bump into and from time to time that do have backbone and have certain amount of resources they don't have the know-how to compete with the system in order to make the change. 
And, you know, to me, there's been the idea of, hey, how how do we them being able to take money out every paycheck and then use it for their purposes, and then they deny us our purposes to use that same treasury fund for our intentions, you know? Because so basically they're mafia coming around, taking our money, and then using it to continue to control and oppress us. Well, how do we stop that money flow? That will stop them to a certain degree, but they still have access to the Federal Reserve, so they can still print money if they want to, I guess, and get it. But at least they won't be getting it from me anymore or those of us that don't want it. And also, is there a way, is there enough intellectual and resources for us to put together our own um, telecommunications company where we can start our own phone systems and our own internet and hosting systems that we tell the congress and the senators sorry bro you guys done screwed the pooch you done proved you ain't worthy of a single dime nor are you worthy of me listening to you and would we be able to put enough protection around those um entities and resources you know telecommunications companies and internet company or whatever and um uh, media company in order to make sure that if they would try to come and raid us or shut us down with their, you know, little foot soldier army, that we could stand up to it. Because within reason, I don't see how we're going to penetrate the system as it is, the way it is, but somebody else might. And that's why the meeting of minds, I like to hear more people get involved and to help us stimulate, brainstorm to try to find a solution. You guys may be doing that, and I just haven't, you know, picked it up for some reason. Back to you. Well, yeah, and, and I appreciate what you're saying, and I think, you know, you have become a part of that, that continuous brainstorm. And, you know, you bring you bring your your pieces of the puzzle with you, and as do the rest of us. And there have been a lot of different people that have passed through this program over the years. And they've all contributed. You know, this thing was never meant to be anything to be a group of people getting together, holding forth about what they believe and what their little chunks of the puzzle was and the only, and it was all meant to be interchangeable. You know, the only thing that was ever supposed to remain constant was me in the middle of the storm. That was it. And I think to a, a greater extent we have. And we've made a lot of friends as we've gone along. And people have people have joined and people have fallen off and people stick around like Noe and the Gooch. The Gooch came in much like you and Trisha and Smokey and Golf and Bigfoot and, you know, I mean, this we didn't start doing this like last week. You know, I've got show notes going back to going back five years already from the first show that was put out. And 
and there was you know a year or two even before the first Fast and Furious Friday ever hit that we were all calling into other shows and doing exactly the same things that you've been doing and you know kim.com is is you know putting together you know his vision of the net much like uh much like McAfee has his you know that runs you know a completely decentralized net much like the guys at unseen have and much like when the day comes when we move off this platform and move to Spreaker, you know, we're going to have to get you in, a, uh, get you up and in on Skype because we're not going to have call-in numbers anymore. And stuff like that. And, you know, we create those things. But we have to be visible enough for people to find us and low and low low key enough to keep our footprint light. You know, we have people from every corner of the country that participate. And we'll continue to and you know, I it's super weird for me. It's super weird for me to to still be doing this because there really isn't anybody that hates politics more than me. I don't. You know, I don't know. I, don't I think I give you a run for your money. I hate politics. Yeah. I just felt uh, uh, compelled to get involved because I, until about two thousand three. I would just casually, you know, pay attention so I could at least go vote in the presidential elections. After about 2003, and I started hearing about the Patriot Act and Patriot Act Two and all these different things, the Freedom USA Act or whatever, you know, and then the NDAA, all these, you know, 215, 702. I just started going, wait, 1033, you know, 12, triple 30. I was like, man, I got to get involved and figure this out. Otherwise, our whole country's going down the tubes, and our posterity is going to be worse, you know, hood, uh, hoodwinked and shackled. Because if, there's a lot to that. I'm sure you're not interested in going into it, but you got my point. Right. Well, and you know, I've said it a million times. You know, when we when we get done doing one of these shows we cast our little chip of a show out onto the interwebs and where it lands we don't know i mean this is our message in a bottle to whoever might run across it and that's what we have to give from where we are right now and you know who knows what's going to happen? All you can do is the best you can on a daily basis. And, yeah. So we'll just keep doing what we do. So let's bring the Gooch in. What up, Gooch? <laughs> All right, here we go. I think I've got this audio nailed down. No, it, it, I, I like when you're talking about the show. Um, we're saying some things that people don't hear. And that's sad. 
myself and, and I think all of us, when we call in, we go back to constitutional values. And when I speak, I might sound opinionated, but what I'm trying to convey is this is not so much my opinion. I'm just seeing something that is wrong that's happening day after day after day, and it's got to be corrected. And, and just like Scripture, you know, if I give somebody some free advice, I'm going to say, look, it's not my idea because, you know, I'm a filthy rag. Here's Scripture. I like to go back and say, here's the enumeration, and this is why this is so wrong. And I don't care how cosmopolitan you know how uh, you know how, uh, how how well someone is at speaking legalese. If they're wrong, they're still wrong. I mean, Romans are wrong. Nazis are wrong. Okay, Jacobins in France were wrong. Robespierre was wrong. And it's it's got to translate to people that are listening to this show. Don't be overcome by by apathy because you still have a chance to do a little research. And to call out, you know, to call out the federal government on their bullshit. And there's a lot of bullshit. The sad part of it is they've got so many sacred cows that there's a couple big fat ones right in the center of American life. And fear keeps people from saying, look, we ought not have a social security system. We ought not have a federal medical system, period, because it is not supposed to exist. It doesn't mean we don't take care of each other. It's, it's the opposite. You can't put a gun to somebody's head and call it charity. You know, help the poor or else. Jesus didn't walk around a couple of Roman centurions by his side and say, look, you better tithe or I'm going to you know, put your eyes out. And that's what the federal government likes to do. They like to play Robin Hood. And in fact, they'll attack Christianity out of jealousy, out of envy, because they would rather... And I say they, I mean, you know, some of the people you run into every day, they would rather people worship them instead of God. It's, it's, it's an ego trip. It's very dangerous because it's gotten millions and millions of people killed, you know, throughout the past three or four hundred years. And, you know, communism's killed way more people than any religious fanatic. And they're still at it. Um, two quick points I wanted to make on, on Mueller and Trump. What if and I want to throw this out there as a theory. What if Trump knew the entirety of this investigation before it's ever revealed to anybody else? And he's and he knows he's in the clear. He knows this Russian thing is BS. It's a it's a decoy, and he's just going to let Mueller spin and spin and spin and keep looking dumber and dumber and dumber because that fires up his base. I mean, it, you know, Trump's not stupid. I think he's letting this. Uh, I think he's letting this play out. Because he sees, he knows what we see. We see, just like you said, a fishing expedition. This will probably go on for his entire presidency. You know, but the reason that they announced Flynn today, Rush talked about it and it made some sense. They don't have anything else. If they had something else, if they had the tiger by the tail, they wouldn't announce all this right now. But they've got Flynn on something unrelated. So, you know, go figure. On I forget who said something. Maybe Noah was. Maybe Noah said something. It reminded me of we're being confronted. The left is in various forms. They're confronting us each and every day, whether they're uh, walking around in a suit and tie, you know, and have a badge that says Federal Department of some BS that's not in Article One, Section Eight, whatever that means, or 
whether they're dressed up in black and there are these, you know, these diaper-filling recycled hockey squats. We were raising hell at the malls and in the college campuses that we pay for. The left is trying to goad us into a physical, uh, gold-plated soundbite that they can splash across media and say, aha, here we go again. These right-wingers, these, these crazy people who think that the federal government is evil, here's a video of them fighting, fighting back in parentheses, but fighting. I don't. I think. I think those people. I, I think some. Maybe some of those those feds out there at, at at the Bundy Ranch. They would have loved nothing more than one of those people supporting the Bundys to crack off a shot, because then it would have been on, and it would have been it would have been ugly. But what we would have heard was a bunch of of people who didn't want to pay their taxes and didn't you know didn't want to didn't want to pay their legitimate fee. Took a shot at a federal officer, and the federal and the feds had to take the action they did. The same thing goes with, with like a Black Lives Matter rally or, or an Occupy or Antifa, right? They throw things, they burn things, they smack people around. And what are they hoping for? They're hoping to catch enough video of somebody who they can identify as an NRA member, Tea Party, or whatever, beating the crap out of one of these little snot-nosed kids. He's actually 32, been in college their entire life, you know, with a record as long as their arm. And they're on various forms of public assistance. Um, I don't know when I first called this show. <laughs> it's been a while. I hope I'm better at calling it than I was. But every time I speak, and I think, and, and John and Noe and, and RZ, I think we all do the same thing. We try to point out to whoever's listening look, the federal government, in its proper form, is something, something, is a group of people, of right minded people that you can trust with certain things, but we are nowhere near that nowadays. I'd say about 15% of the federal government does what it's actually supposed to do. The rest I can't find. Now, as far as the currency, I don't see any problem with people bartering. The IRS is going to raise hell because they're going to say it's a private sale. But, again, they want us to participate in the federal system. And until we start talking really seriously, just just short of, uh, well, you know, on top of starting state militias, and I'm not talking about National Guard, I'm talking like-minded people get together at a gun range. Uh, we got to be vigilant absolutely to what they're doing, what they're spending, what they're doing in our name. I, I think we're doing a good job of it. We're, we're speaking about it. I love it when somebody new calls in <laughs> because I'm kind of a broken record. I'm a one-track mind anyway, <laughs> but but I, I think I I think I make a little bit of sense. So so with that much, um, I hope you all are okay. I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving, and and uh, I'll see you next week, and I'll make sure that I I got my gear together and and uh, and all that. So God bless y'all. Thanks, RZ. Back to you, bud. Alrighty, thank you, Gooch. And with the time we have left, I want to thank everybody for being here, John and Noe and the Gooch. And keep looking for the patterns. So 
with that being said, I bid you all a good night. Everybody get over to No Ways and support his show. And I will be there once I get everything down and when I got something in this place that's making noise and I have no idea what it is. So I will be back with you next week and we will be... And I will see you all later. All right? Bye-bye.